This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another beautiful episode of The Wrestler Review. This week we are doing... Vicky Guerrero. I'm, of course, Dylan Gott speaking, and... I'm John Hastings. Booyah. Pussy. Farts. Take it out. Um, now, what would you say is offensive in the world of wrestling, John? To me, most things. To wrestling, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because the Attitude Era gets a bad rap. No, we but... talked about this in I- length. And many episodes, but no one talks about the ruthless aggression era, which would be the if the attitude era was when Vince McMahon was on oxycotton. The ruthless aggression era is when he's on heroin, sucking dick, trying to get that high. <laughs> because there have been women who have been mocked for their weight in wrestling. Mickey James, if you can believe that, was Piggy James. Like they actually didn't <laughs> like. <laughs> I should, I'm sorry. It's just the most fucking evil. It's so fucking awful, man. You're an athlete. No, you're fat. <laughs> and she wasn't like, by today's standards, like, if you look at Mickey James in 2006, by today's standards, she's like an Instagram model with 2 million followers. Na- Natalia fucking Neidhart. Yeah. Old. Not even, like, she's, she's 30? She's 28. Yeah, she's 28. Yeah. Old. Old. This is not only the start the story of what happens when the WWE has to come up with a storyline immediately after a tragedy and but, then furthermore calls a grieving woman fat not only that and never forget vicky your husband did so much for us you have a job for life by that we mean 7 years we'll 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 get to that <laughs> but like Looking up and watching Vicky Guerrero shit, it's just like okay. Let's let's get okay. Let's just start. Let's do it chronological. We're gonna do this like the Abyss episode, where I know a lot less about Vicky Guerrero than you do. So let's begin. Her first her first appearance on WWF television is in July Fourteenth SmackDown during the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio I Have a Secret About You Rey angle. What was that secret, Dylan? Eddie is Dominic's dad. Yes, it is. One of the weirdest storylines ever, which is, you know that boy who looks exactly like you, Ray? It's not. I fucked your wife. <laughs> and here's my wife. I, do you want to know why I fucked your wife? She's fat. <laughs> your wife, not as fat. The first time she's appeared on camera, she comes out to like try and stop Eddie from telling the secret. She which is a weird thing that she's basically like, no, Eddie, don't tell them this secret that I don't mind. But I'm a cuck, but the rest of the world can't handle it. There's a lot of really, if you listen to any Vicky Guerrero interview, there's a lot of reading between the lines where she's like, I was scared of Eddie. It's like, yeah, of course you were. He's a fucking drug addict, steroid. Like, he's professional wrestling as a thing. Here's how you know. He's the best and worst things about professional wrestling. Here's how you also know that a guy was a real problem to live with, which is when they die and they constantly talk about the relationship he had with his dog. (laughs) <laughs> like I remember that of like the tributes ever like he was a great man then she was just like I just remember how much he liked his dog and her daughters are just like yeah just refer to us as the things that leave things places although prepare to fall in love with Eddie Guerrero he's great alright no, here's I, you want to know what their first date was he he showed her a photo of Art Bar and said you're lucky you're not with this rapist <laughs> no so they were set up on a blind date Eddie Guerrero arrived like an hour late <laughs> And then she was like, you're late. And he went, I'm going to see who else is at this club. (laughs) And then he took a lap. (laughs) And then he came back. uh, And... and then they hit it off. But like, Vi- so Vicky's, an hour late, Vicky, really late, he was like, I gotta see who else is here. Vic- Vicky's nickname around the Guerrero house was Vicky You'll Do Guerrero. So good. Well, apparently she was like, because she said she was like, well, I had performed before because she'd been like a, she had been like a cheerleader and she had been like a dancer in like pro wrestling, uh, sorry, in baseball. 
And, uh, well, and, and for what 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 team has dancers? Minor league baseball. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone's there hasn't been a hit because everyone's either struck out or walked. Get up there and shake your tits. This is horrible to watch. Yeah. This is beer league. Can we just let them throw over underhand so someone will get a hit? No, no. Watch watch ball fours or people just getting exhausted of walking and just trying to swing. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to professional T-ball. <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, she's uh, there's a really weird thing where are you the Eddie Guerrero's mom goes, "Are you serious about this?" and basically warns Vicky and goes, "It's horrible dating a re- like if you're gonna date a wrestler, you're just gonna have to like not have a job and just live on the road." And hopefully he makes enough money to support you both. Are you down for that? She goes, I got two words for you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, it was hard being a single mom or whatever. But then also they had nannies because Eddie just fucking did whatever. Also, the best thing about this angle is like, if you don't believe like, it sucks that Eddie Guerrero is passed on because I legitimately believe this. If we had sex with Eddie Guerrero, we would be great comedians because both their kids can cry on command. Like that was part of the angle, and they're like Vince was like, "Can you can you guys cry and command?" The kids were like, "We are Guerreros. We can do anything." Yeah, we're. Do you want us to blade? <laughs> do you want us to blade? Yeah, the Guerrero daughters. Daddy taught me how to blade. The Guerrero daughters are notorious in the elementary school for both having uh, brass knucks in their diapers, and also for um, many a time punching a kid and then dropping down and throwing safety scissors on the corpse of their victim. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, before, anytime there was a parent-teacher meeting, Eddie insisted his theme music played before he walked into the room. <laughs> oh, hey, Poppy. We lie, we cheat, we steal. Heel. We lie, we cheat. Also, I preferred the slowed down version when he was a heel where he lies, he cheats, he steals. It's just so <laughs> creepy. But he's like, you know what you think of Mexicans? He is one. <laughs> <laughs> you know those racist things? That plus not being a gardener. YOLO. Yeah. We have the racist gardening characters also, the Mexicools. They come out on lawnmowers. Yeah, never forget. Why never. didn't Psychosis get over? Oh, because his gimmick was he's a gardener. Yeah. Um, so th- the other thing about this angle was apparently, this isn't, a, this isn't just something I had heard. I don't know if I believe this, but apparently this was really big in like, the LA area like this was really this angle was really big in the LA area because uh it was like basically these luchadors are doing also a Spanish soap opera here's all of Mexican schlock TV in one angle are you and, talking about the Dominic I'm talking about the yeah. Dominic angle well this is the interesting thing is that Eddie also did his promos half like when he when the crowd would boo him uh he was so fucking good man like I don't know why I ever he was thought fucking he got, amazing he responded to the crowd in English and Spanish so he would be like, like there's one, the Vicky thing he apologizes, he wrestles hard. First of all, all right, hardcore, he's having an argument with his wife and hardcore, he's like, hey, keep it down, Eddie. If you want to fight a man who's unbeatable, try intercepting yourself in an argument a man has with his wife. Like literally, it'd be like Brock Lesnar versus this guy in a 20-year marriage and Brock Lesnar told him to cool down. Lesnar has no shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he'll be thrown out of the cage. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, pardon me, honey. I now could do what I want to do to you because of what I feel is unreasonable yeah, exactly. opinions <laughs> on your part, but I can't because I'm a decent man. Now, if you excuse me, I'm off to punch someone who's had his bag shit in so often he just carries two bags at all times. <laughs> Um, I get to do what I want to do to you, but to the Brooklyn Brawler. That means the punching and the fucking. <laughs> He's only going to enjoy one part. Take it, Lombardi. Take it like a bitch. Here's a question quickly. Steve okay. Lombardi, because they make all these jokes of, oh, Steve Lombardi and P- Patterson. Was Steve Lombardi's, like, Pat Patterson's piece on the side? Is that where the joke is? I have no idea. It's, I think I think that's been alleged that he just fucked Steve Lombardi. Yeah, it's so weird. Like wrestling is it, what's the scariest is the ones where they like because everything's so out in the open. Now it's the ones that they've never given a straight answer on where you're like, oh god, what actually what's, happened there? Haha, he's gay. That's funny. Well, that's so like weird. when any time Patterson would do the stink face, Jr. would go, "He's available, gentlemen." <laughs> <laughs> never forget Jim Ross doesn't like Pat Patterson. Doesn't like 
I don't think he does. I just think he hates gay people and black people. <laughs> no, I think he doesn't mind black people. Okay. Nick, I'm going to say, let me put it this way. I would say Jim Ross would prefer a black man to a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Jim Ross has never seen RuPaul on television set. He's aware he exists, but he, frankly, he had his wife close, close, unclose my eyes, woman. You, you flick the thing. I don't want to see the... The issue. There's something you need to know about Jim Ross. His kids saw the Oklahoma promos on WCW television, and his reaction was, why were you watching Monday Nitro? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, they stopped watching wrestling after that, apparently. Yeah, wouldn't you? No. Oh, oh our dad has face paralysis and is possibly never going to be able to work again. Oh, this man he gave a job to is walking around going... I got to tell you, by the way, I find the Oklahoma thing's very funny. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Hoovy, Hoovy, went to Tijuana State. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, all right. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, it's fucking, he, he nailed it. Eddie, Ed Ferrara <laughs> is just a, it's crazy. He that now he, teaches script writing at Full Sail University. Like that's a, insane. Across from the NXT facilities. That's so fucking weird. Both, um, both my mom and Ed Ferreira are tenured professors. <laughs> so Vicky is just supposed to be in there for that short angle. And then, of course, the untimely passing of Eddie. And now we get into what I would like to call fucking abysmal television. Well, because here's what's happening. Can you in one second come up with an idea that's not what they did? That's much more OK. Sadly, no, I can't. No, I, <laughs> I can. Easy. Check it out. She's the she's the she's a face. She's the face general manager of SmackDown. I think she's a ring announcer. Have her be the ring announcer. She has a naturally annoying voice. Eventually, that'll be grating. And then she eventually just becomes a heel manager based on the fact her voice is annoying. It's a great point. Like you didn't need nah. to be like, you know what, your dead husband. No, but I I like that they. She was like, "Oh, my husband's dead. I'm here to fuck." <laughs> well, that's not for a bit though, because they try her as a baby face, and her promo is so bad that Dusty Rose goes, "Baby, we need to do some work on you." And by the way, Dylan they talked about this in the last episode, but biggest turnaround in the history of professional wrestling because fuck me, is she everywhere for a few years. She comes in as a novice, and like a year later, is one of the best characters. Is best have. part of SmackDown, yeah. And, like, there is one promo that I will attach to the end of the episode where she's literally in the ring with Paul Heyman and cuts a promo on The Rock and bests Paul Heyman and The Rock. Wow, she's really sneezing on Superman's cave, isn't she? She, like, it was like, wow. The wor- I'll skip right to the end of the episode. The worst thing about it, Vicky Guerrero is that she never got to manage Eddie because good fucking lore would not have been amazing. Been the fucking best. Because Eddie's like, Eddie is like, Eddie came up with like so scummy and Vicky was like. Well, here's the thing that they never did with Eddie as a heel, which they should have, which was the scumminess he had as a baby face, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that underdog mentality that he really elicited in people, if they made him just a slightly cockier arrogant dick heel with this woman as his mouthpiece where he's just standing there kind of mugging for the camera oh fucking awesome still i would have to say the eddie guerrero beating brock lesnar uh for the title match is one of the last like emotional wwe title wins i would say that's number two the most recent one would be daniel bryan's but daniel bryan the only person who didn't know that was going to happen was brendan burns which is still the greatest thing ever <laughs> hey man i had my own i had my doubts too i was no, like no fuck the- every everyone will you never know like no what's they made oh he's having a match with triple h well i already said it they're gonna injure him in that match he's gonna come back and win the title and brendan i remember going no way they're going to do that. They're going to put it on Batista because of the movie thing. And then as the main event was going in the ring, and he went, oh, yeah, it's WrestleMania. No, they'll have Daniel Bryan win. <laughs> no, yeah. Downer, Batista wins. So what's the next thing that happens? Because next she comes up. <laughs> Here's literally where the black hole begins. I have no idea. Dylan, so she's redebuted. She's a baby face. It is not going well. Dusty Rhodes of Marbles in the Mouth says, that promo was terrible. Luckily, you're dealing with me, a man who 
isn't speaking a language anyone knows and yet is somehow <laughs> understood. Allow me to guide you. Yeah. She uh, she goes in um, and then she basically starts a feud with Ray um, about her not just being a grieving woman and she has to move on. And uh, her and Chavo, her managing Chavo, start a feud with Ray um, because, you know what? You gotta constantly mention Eddie Guerrero's death. Right till the end, they mention Eddie's death. Well, it's also crazy because this is, by the way, like they they get Ray to win the the Royal Rumble because of Eddie Guerrero's death. It's basically Chavo we don't trust, so we're going to put all of the Eddie nostalgia on Ray. We're going to have Ray win the belt in the most, like... He's getting the belt, but he will not be the champion. Way. Yeah. Like this is also this is the like this is also the height of like Cena's the ch- this is Cena edge time. This is them like f- like fighting to keep Cena at the top. They're losing rate. The, the ratings are slightly dropping, and their attendance is slightly going down. They don't have the current TV deal, so they are really concerned about where their money is going to come from. Yeah, because the other thing that can't be understated is Eddie was a. Eddie and Ray were huge parts of them courting the Latin fan base. Yeah, that was in a way that they haven't been able to do since because they tried with Del Rio and they couldn't do it. They tried with Sin Cara. They tried to make another Eddie with Alberto Del Rio and that didn't work. Well, no, because the difference is that Eddie was sort of fake scummy, but like, oh yeah, I'll fuck you. But we're wearing a condom, and you better not <laughs> fucking call my house. Well, Del Rio is like, I do coke. Nineteen's too old. Hitting women's fine. See, see <laughs> well, you later. Del Rio is just like Del Rio. It's the difference between like his shit didn't didn't uh, translate to being a face well because he was very smug versus Eddie who is just very like he's super likable. Like at the end of it, he can be super likable and charming, or he can be like it a was, scummy piece of shit. It's also the lie, cheat, ste- steal gimmick thing of him hitting someone with a chair, then throwing the chair on the guy's body and lying down. It's just a fucking... It's so innovative. No one else has done it. Yeah. So funny. It's fucking great. Like, all those little things of him untying the boot to get out of the fucking um, ankle lock. It's all these just sort of little fucking things that make him stand out in the head. Well, Del Rio was just a guy in white trunks. (laughs) Yeah. And so, Vicky is, like, managing Chavo at this time, and they're essentially doing a storyline that's called... Um, Chavo, you're going to lose to all of Eddie's friends and Vicky's going to be like, well, he never liked you. The first thing that came together for her was the laugh. Like she had a really great evil laugh. And the second thing was that people like she had, she didn't have, she had like wrestler heat for a long time, but people forget in the first year she had X-Pac go away. Fuck you heat. And uh, she forgot one of her promos one time, and the way she came up with excuse me was just saying, excuse me, I have to finish, and everyone just fucking went nuts. And but I great. think it's the best catchphrase of the last 10 years. Like, it's so good. It's also it's like, one of those where it's also embrace the greatness of it and also understand, like, this is something that does bug me about wrestling, which is, and it's why ECW worked. Accentuate the positives, ignore the negatives. Just yeah. ignore them. That's not a problem. Ah, uh, what do you mean we don't have a lighting rig and Taz is on fire? No, he's not. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it's a grieving widow, and we're just basically employing her because of Eddie's death, but let's do what we can with her. And it's also this weird thing with wrestlers where they're like, you don't deserve to be here. And it's like, the woman who who raised three children by herself while her husband did pain pills and hung out with a later family murderer. Oh, yeah, (laughs) she doesn't deserve to be here. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, she deserves a lot more fucking... Like... She's a Hall of Fame performer. Hall of Fame. She's great. Um, they do a breakup with her and Chavo, so they're trying to get her away from just the plain old the Eddie's, dead, yeah, yeah. Eddie's dead character. Um, Chavo eventually turns on her um, because he says she's not adding anything to the team and pushes her over. She moves into... This is where she really starts shining. Um... She starts being the assistant oh, to Teddy Oh, this is Teddy Long's heart attack. Yes, oh, it is. yeah. <laughs> yes. It is so good. Where Teddy Long's marrying, what the fuck's her name? Crystal? Christy? Yeah. No, uh, Teddy Long's going to marry uh, Crystal, and she becomes the interim general manager while they're planning their wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, this is fucked. 
It's so good. So then, yeah, of course, he has a this, by the heart way, attack. Is, and by the way, Teddy Long and Vicky Guerrera are probably one and two in terms of best non-wrestler performers of the last one. Like, Teddy Long does not nearly get the fucking respect he deserves for how long he was a a, a believable, positive, babyface authority figure. Have- a tag, tag match. match. Oh, it's the best. And the also, best meme, the best meme I've ever seen of for both Teddy Long is like, if you don't mess me nu- message me nudes, you're gonna have a match with the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> so good. My also favorite is when he came out to do when they did the fake out with uh, Kurt Angle being the gen- the new general manager. Okay. And he just came out and danced, and you could just see on his face he was just like, paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. <laughs> Two thousand bucks. Yep. Two thousand. Two thousand bucks. Also, also best best um, shoot interviews ever. Yeah. We, oh, oh, we'll talk. It's got everything you want from a shoot interview. Here's who's racist. Here's who fucks people. Here's how I fuck. Who wants to fuck? <laughs> Here's how I steal merchandise and give it to kids. It just flashes his number on the screen and says nudes. nudes. <laughs> I have a nudes only number. Um. <laughs> What's it, like married, what's it like being married for 30 years? You have a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky then uh, starts being in a relationship with Ed. No, no, because how does it resolve? So at their wedding... She becomes the... Um, she becomes she's the, the maid of honor, and then Ed, Teddy has a heart attack during the wedding? Is that what happens? Yeah, and then he's declared unfit, and Vince McMahon names Vicky the general manager of SmackDown. That's how it works, yeah, yeah. And uh, she immediately gets basically gets into a relationship with Edge... Which is like, oh, it's the best. I mean, I get like, how do you feel about it? Because I still feel like, I think it I still works. feel like get her, don't have her do anything. But here's the thing, romantically, with, because no, it's like so fucking. I understand. Weird. I understand how skeevy it is, but in terms of from a storyline perspective, of yeah, of this edge. is the, this. It's also this shrill woman who's like you kind of can be like they didn't say this explicitly, but like the grief has driven her mad, and now she's just fucking looking out for numero uno, and she's going to get. They some- explicitly say that yes. Yeah. They say she constantly says you want me she because that's the uh, Mysterio angle is her being like you want me to just sit at home and cry because Eddie's gone. I have to live my life and I want to fuck. Yeah, that's and that's what they should have done. Like that's the best way to do it because it's also like. I guess that's okay, but that's it's it's just off-putting. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's an off-putting thing to say and do. It's not fun, um, and people watching it like this grieving, like it's like you feel. Do you feel bad for Vicky? And then there's wrestling fans just calling her fat. Yeah, that's yeah, it's one of the problems with wrestling fans. <laughs> I guess the, I guess that's one of those things where this is just wrestling fans, isn't it? Yeah. But um, her and Edge are doing the whole. They're doing facials. They're doing really gross makeouts. They're doing facials. Yeah, they have a, they have a thing where they both get facials. That's not what that sounded like. That sounded like there was an episode of SmackDown where he just jizzed <laughs> on her face. <laughs> well, Edge is doing. Excuse me. Whoa! Whoa! Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, she. Was you a, think you know me? <clears throat> she um, she got tombstone by the Undertaker in yeah, the lovely segment, <laughs> and then she became. And a lot of heels do this. They do their best work in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, the best Mr. McMahon ever was was when he was in the wheelchair after wheelchair, the brothers. Man, wheelchair Bret Hart was great. Wheelchair Batista, people forget that when Batista was in a wheelchair, Kanye Batista. Oh yeah, Kanye Batista. Yes, Kanye Batista. That she does great work in, in a wheelchair, and uh, also Kurt Angle in a wheelchair. No one remembers that. That was that's fucking true. Amazing. I mean, hairpiece Kurt Angle is also very good. Oh, when Kurt he Angle just shaved his head and then he was Kurt, Kurt Angle. Be, again, that's why I was excited when he was the Raw general manager. They haven't let him be just the the maniac he was. SmackDown in the mid two thousands was literally it just was like it was like Vince McMahon was like what we have a what nah we don't. He's ba- Kurt Angle just has a vacancy in his eyes that I cannot ignore now. Oh no, Kurt Angle like Kurt Angle is gonna his death is gonna be grotesque like. He's going to be found fucking Chris Benoit's skeleton while murdering his kids. <laughs> oh, no. Please, no. 
I don't want to think about it. The entire basement just looked like a strawberry jam explosion. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's Did you terrible. murder your family, Mr. Angle? It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, no. John, apologize to no, me. No, I'm not apologizing. Apolo- say I'm sorry, John. That's too long. This is radio. There we go. Edit that you down. You fart on your own microphone. Edit that down. Edit that down so it's instant. <laughs> so it's instant. Yeah. Instant. You're, Don't ruin the timing of my bit. You're a bitch. You're you're a bitch. You're a slut. You're a whore. You're a slut. You're a whore. In the grand scheme of like, this lady controls the company and uh, this person controls the company and they're like, uh, basically, this manager controls the company and their uh, client is the number one person on the brand. Um, do you think this really worked that well? Would you put it in the top five, top ten? Because it's happened so much that it's just like all one thing. It's one of those things where the ickiness of it really works for me, so I would say it's top ten. Really? Yeah. How does the, vicky, like, the ickiness really work for you? It's just it's one of those vicky. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like Vicky's like I'm here for sex yeah, and Edge is like I gotta protect my spot and this is the best way to do it so you're like you both know why they're both in that relationship quote yeah. unquote, in the storyline and that just works for me it's also like there was a smugness and a smarminess to Edge that once it was outed that he fucked Lita while Matt Hardy was injured it's just like yeah it's great this is what this guy would do and it's also like it's also what I think this guy actually would do in real life yeah, he's on his third marriage. He's married to Beth Phoenix now. Yeah. Let's see if it lasts. Ooh, take that, Adam. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> Adam. Haha, <laughs> Baron those, Von Sexton. Fucking losers that use his real names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice ankles, you fucking bitch. Mr. Copeland. Um, <laughs> Go back to fucking St. Bart's with fucking Sean Morley, man. Yeah, cunt face, bitch. Um, so she forms La Familia with uh, Chavo and. An often forgotten but very good tag team, the Edgeheads. Oh yeah, with Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, where they just found two people that looked enough like Edge that they were like, "This could be Edge." It was great. It was the opposite of that. It was the opposite of "fuck you." <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was great. And uh, building a stable with this strong of an authority character is also great. By this point, also, she's in full. People hate her. In this era, because this is 2007, people just immediately hate you if you're not a underwear model on WWE television. They hate you if you don't aren't in any way uh, no, shapely. You're, 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 first of all, you're being way too fucking narrow. This is how they hate you. Are you a woman that talks? Bad. Yeah. Are you at all different? Bad. Yeah. Are you not Randy Orton RKOing only? Bad. <laughs> Wrestling needs so much of this shit where it's like Vicky Guerrero has, like like you say, what they're doing with Natalia is like they're calling her old. Vicky Guerrero at this point is legitimately a 40-year-old mother of two. She's the only person that looks like this on television. She's not just a cardboard cutout of like, even the like, peep, even the like, every wrestler had the same thing. Man is a bodybuilder and woman is like a very slender, thin-hipped underwear model like that's what they all were and she's the only one that stands out which is why i think she made such a great character and and just does it so well so quickly it's great oh it's absolutely i think um um i think that the one thing and again i don't really know um uh this period of wrestling at all. How does Chavo come back to be in the good graces of Vicky Guerrero? Is just one of those things where it's like, I'm not cool with her getting some dick. Pretty much. Here's how it happens. Um, do you want to be with Vicky? Or do you want to do nothing? Vicky? All right. You're forgiven then. Because the other thing is like, the storyline they do with Rey Mysterio, where they're like, you were Eddie's good friend and blah, 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 blah. In storyline, he's just outed like, I'm your fucking kids' real dad, Holmes. <laughs> it's like, you wouldn't be that upset that guy died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that piece of shit died. All that, right. That this lot. is also hair plug Chavo. 
which a lot of people forget, when Chavo Guerrero just got hair plugs and they never talked about it. No. Chavo clearly took time off. They're like, oh, he's injured. No, he he wanted hair plugs. Yeah, he's growing some luscious locks and his rotator cuff was irritated. His pride was injured. So um, he she's going to marry Edge and they do a angle where, of course, the marriage doesn't go off because Edge fucks the wedding planner, Alicia, Alicia Fox. Fox. Another woman who's been around... Wow, Alicia Fox is fucking there forever. She's been there. So Edge fucks the wedding planner. Triple H makes a bunch of horrible, horrible jokes. I hate funny Triple H more than I hate anything. Keep in mind, Triple H has said to McFoley enough times that McFoley said it publicly. Um, I don't know why people are impressed to do that stand-up thing when me and Sean go out there. People laugh all the time. Yeah, well, that's well. There's that other thing where it's that's like, not true. Triple H has never been the funny one of DX. You've never been like, oh, no. how fucking hilarious. It was Road Dog was the funny one of DX. Anyone else was good. Triple oh, H was the best. Let's get ready to fuck Macho Man Randy Savage's seconds. What happened? Macho Man Randy Savage fucked uh, Triple H's wife. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't say sloppy seconds from stemming from pedophilic rape. Not pedophilic, necessarily. Here's the story that's going around. Everyone's heard the story. She got drunk and he fucked her. Is that what she it, was 16. Is that what it that's was? That's not okay. Well. Ugh, I just don't want... You should be ashamed of yourself, John. I am. I think it's okay they call the grieving woman fat. I, I go outside funeral homes why are you and doing, throw... Why are you doing impression of yourself? I go outside funeral homes and throw mayonnaise at widows. That's why do you what do I that? Do. Yeah, you do that and you go, you shouldn't be dressed in black, you should be dressed in white. I don't like black people. Direct quote, telling God, every nope. day. Nope. You know what they need on wrestling is widows. That's Dylan. They That's need, Dylan again. Can you... Is there someone who's... Both of their parents have died in a car crash, and they survived, but just barely, and then I piss on them. Oh, hi, it's me, Dylan. Here's my idea for wrestling. We get the bones of Chris Benoit's son, and I fuck it. Can, uh... Why are you doing an impression of yourself? Can, uh... That's an impression of you. So, Vicky turns face after this uh, wedding... But then that doesn't laugh because she's just like a born and bred heel. Yeah, well, no one's going to cheer for excuse. Like, what are you going to do? The the face version of excuse me, pardon, pardon moi. So good. And this is one of the best things where she starts fucking the big show. <laughs> I didn't even know about this at all. I have an entire list of people she's implied she's fucked. And all right. it's, it's like nine people. Okay, what's the list? All right. Well, I don't want to ruin it. Whatever. All right. Okay, do the list and then we'll take a break, right? How long have we talked for? All right. Here's the list of people she implied fucked. We'll start with Eddie. R.I.P. Edge, Big Show, Ziggler, Swagger, Del Rio, Eric Escobar. <laughs> so what's that? Six, two, is four, Big e on there? six, seven. Was Big E also implied at some point? This is like I also like I I did I did some research I did research for this obviously but like I didn't like watch every because there's obviously ones where she probably like made out with a celebrity host and then they fucked <laughs> but she made out with some like also her and Big Show kiss and it's like passionate oh yeah they probably <laughs> who do you think she actually fucked on that list I would say probably a guy with a real job I mean she was just just a nice man with a, an she asphalt just like, salesman? Well, think about this. Here's what happened. They kind of have her over a barrel here because her husband, who's earning six figures, passes away. And then they're like, okay, fuck, you need a job. And they're ni- and they're basically like, this is, a, keep in mind this too, this is a please don't sue us job, I'm assuming. Yeah, this is a we're giving you this so you don't then yeah. are like. Please don't sue us. Anyway, she makes up with the big show with the passion of a thousand sons. It's absolutely uh, terrifying. But she also is the only female character who has like power in her sexuality too. Yeah, it does. It sort of implies it's like she's got that magic pussy. Well, yeah, because they're like all these guys are banging her because she's powerful. Yeah, she's powerful. But also, like... It's weird that that's the most feminist message the WWE's done in 20 years, including the women's division. they would have just had her, like, dump people who sucked, which, which she is, never was able it's to. something they're ne- they never do in wrestling, which is just like, we're done. You don't feel it as well as he does. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what you do, Charlotte Flair. I've said it a thousand. You've said it a thousand times. It's the best angle ever. I got a wide pussy and you got a thin dick. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was Charlotte Flair, everybody. <laughs> Just coming out of the ring. Ooh, I wish I could say I was sore, but I wasn't. I was fucking a big show last night. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are here's, too. Here's actually yours is too long and too thin. <laughs> pencil dick. Here's the thing with um uh I'm gonna say why they haven't done that angle is because they know they would have to field phone calls from Ric Flair being like, say that I fucked her. Woo. <laughs> I want back on TV. Woo. Wheeling, dealing, daughter fucking, jet flying. I'm gonna say this. I can't stress this enough. I fuck my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it. I'm very sad that Ric Flair didn't die when he did because now he's entering the worst fla- phase of aged retired wrestler, which is speech impediment and shaky body. We're going to go to break on that. That's how he woos now. Uh, we're going to go break on John being the worst fucking person I've ever met. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, we'll true. be back after this break with more Vicky Gray Gray. This one will be even shorter. Patreon.com backslash rest of the review. You know why to go there. And if you don't, suck it. There's shit on my ass. So since we last talked to you, Vicky Guerrero is engaged in a feud with The Undertaker. Basically saying, hey, Undertaker, you're dead so your dick don't work. I'll tell you who makes dicks work. Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> that year, Vicky and Edge won the Slammy for a couple of years. This is really Vicky's ascension. She gets kind of away from being just Eddie's wife. And it's really important to note that uh, after she's done with all the Edge stuff, she goes to managing uh, Laycool and then later manages Eric Escobar. Now, this is really important. This is about 2009, 2010. She manages Eric Escobar, which is them being like, them going from. Okay, this lady. Has- In terms of voices, by the way, this is the worst time for WWE authority figures. They have John Laurinaitis and Vicky Guerrero. Oh yeah, they do have John Laurinaitis. Yeah. No wait. Uh, no. Yeah. 2010. 2010 is the beginning of John Laurinaitis. Really? First appearance, Money in the Bank, walks down with Vince McMahon. That was Money in Bank 2011. I'm a fucking idiot. Never mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry, but. John Laurinaitis is also the only good thing that, or sorry, Vicky Rowe is the only good thing John Laurinaitis did because it was his idea to get her in. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, pencils, erasers, I guess. But uh, the Eric Escobar thing's big because they stick her with Eric Escobar being like, can you do anything for this dude? So now she's gone from... Within a span of two years, she's gone from learning how to do wrestling... To using her to give a rub to a guy. Yeah. She's, like, the thing is, the way they book women is so different, and they so constantly neuter her as a character, because she's, like, managing Lay Cool, she's still doing the chicken shit thing, like, there's, like, a five-on-one match against Beth Phoenix, where Vicky beats Beth Phoenix after all five women um, beat her up. She's still doing the authority figure stuff. Um, She moves on to her... Managing Dolph Ziggler. John, how long did she manage Dolph Ziggler? Two years. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Just a guess. Because she was <laughs> she was managing him during the one time he got a massive pop for winning the world title. I remember he was she was walked out with him. Yes. He got a huge pop. And this is of course during the phase of this guy's really over, he's still a heel, and he doesn't get to touch the microphone. No, they won't let him that's this is the this is the we don't want this guy to be successful for no reason whatsoever. She's also, at this point, getting, like, nuclear heat. Like, she's getting old-school heel heat. Yeah, we point. fucking hate her. Fuck off, please. Well, they start putting her with Cena because the old adage was, like, Cena gets booed except he's with Edge. And now Edge just transferred that to Vicky. And there's a promo they do where her and Ziggler are in the ring. And it's in Texas. And it's like a... Basically, it's like an 80s wrestling town um, because they're cheering Cena and whatever. And every time Vicky speaks, they boo so loudly that the crowd can't hear it. So for the live crowd, John Cena has to repeat what Vicky said. Great. Because it's fucking amazing. He's like, you can't. Please don't boo. And then they boo super loud. And he's like, like, it's super fun. And everyone breaks except for Vicky. But 
Yeah. When and do they, they, and when then they, do they have Sentina Morella be her twin sister? When is that? Is that around this time? One of the most... <laughs> you look like a man in yeah. a dress. Oh. No, because uh, <laughs> Santina also called her fat a bunch, because why not? <laughs> and then that other segment also breaks down into them just making fat jokes about Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> Never forget, that's their tribute to Gorilla Monsoon, is Santina Morella. Really? Is la- oh, la- yeah, his last name's Morella. Yeah. Well, he did come in as like... The remember because in OVW Santino was like the cyborg murderer. For no, no, in OVW he was the guy who Jim Cornette slapped, so they need to give him a job for long enough that he doesn't sue them. That's who he was. <laughs> There's nothing else than that. No, he was like a he was a fucking like Russian mixed martial arts character, and then they brought him up as Italian guy who wins the Intercontinental title. Everyone fucking hated him, and then he turned heel, and then he was such a funny heel that they made him Mr. Comedy. Yeah, a unibrow man with a fucking cobra snake and the shortest Royal Rumble appearance ever. Hey, he almost won one year. Did he? he? Yeah, he hit under the ring, and then he came in and tried to eliminate Del Rio, and everyone was like, holy fuck, Santino's definitely winning the Royal Rumble, and then he did not. I wish they would do one of those. I think that that would be actually great if they... Because it's not like that the Royal Rumble hasn't been won by Vince McMahon before. <laughs> the crazy thing about reading up on Vicky Guerrero is it's just this cavalcade. Because this is also during the Raw guest general manager thing. Ugh. So like the cavalcade of fucking losers. Like they have Clay Matthews from the Packers. They have fucking uh, Snooky. Um, Bob Barker and essentially Jesse Ventura I love the Jesse Ventura when he was the guest general manager where he just keeps trying to plug conspiracy theory and you can actively see Vince McMahon getting uncomfortable yeah (laughs) it's great why was uh, Vince getting uncomfortable you think because he was probably like shut up shut up shut up I'm on FCC fucking uh, FCC fucking airwaves I deal with the fucking government don't go fucking crazy don't yell building seven (laughs) <laughs> and he probably just had the meeting. Arthur Manimals. Yeah. Ah, Vince, you live near Blueberry Island. Um, he was also. We should do, uh, for the Patreon episode, we should do one of. We should just review Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory one time. I've already watched all the episodes many times. I can tell you the ones. <laughs> the best one uh, for me is the CERN one, where he just goes to a military facility and. With the confidence of a thousand men, says, "I'm a former governor. Open the gates." And this, <laughs> <laughs> and this poor soldier is just looking at the camera like, "Just don't say anything, man. Just don't say anything." And um, but what was I going to say about? Oh, and this was also probably the time when Jesse Ventura pitched his crazy angle, which was, uh, "Vince, here's what we do. Um, oh, uh, so you and I have a match to decide who." You de- you decide you're running for president. I'll say I'm running for president. We have a match with wrestlers to say who's running for president. And then at the end of it, I win. And then I declare I'm actually running for president. <laughs> Great. I mean, he's nuts. Remember, Vince J- Jesse Ventura tentatively announced his candidacy for president in fucking 2004. Yep. By saying... In four years, maybe it's time we put a wrestler in the White House and New York City boot him. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Please. No. Do you mean the road dog? The road dog's in the White House. Does anybody have a pill? (laughs) I I would... (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? Well, your ass better familiarize yourself with foreign policy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Vicky Guerrero enters... I think her prime here, where everything in modern wrestling is disposable, nothing means anything, nothing really ever progresses, really. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, though, evolves her character where she's a she's a cougar, she's fucking on dudes, and she she loses weight, which is good for her. They still call her fat, because you know what? Uh, Why would we? These people are atrocious. It's because it's wrestling. Because wrestling, that's the reason. Yeah, because wrestling. And then... Uh, she adopts a look that is perfect in that, like, she's the older mom at the soccer game whose, like, kid is cheating but still winning, and she's so annoying, and everyone just wants to tell her to shut the fuck up. Like, 
so good. She has the best mom hair where it's like completely black, but then like highlights. And she's always wearing like a super, like <laughs> she's wearing a, and keep in mind still very much all of the women who are wrestling are still all 22. And when they turn 23, Vince McMahon takes them to buy an ice cream, puts a gun in the back of their head and kills them. <laughs> Because he genuinely believes they're done on the planet. Pralines in blood. Well, if you haven't had a kid and you can't wrestle and your tits are starting to sag, then you're just Linda. Yeah. And you want to do Lindas that aren't Linda? They don't even get to peg me. They get to die. Gene. I wonder what Mean Gene Okerlund thought of Vicky Guerrero being on television. Do you think that Mean Gene Okerlund considers Vicky Guerrero the one that got away? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to my nightmare, a woman who too high profile for me to kill. <laughs> Why is she having sex with him and then talking about it? She should be so ashamed that she follows me, too, wherever I like. Yeah. Vicky, here's your problem. You've left them alive. I respect what you're doing. Anonymous sex is a hallmark of my road style. Unfortunately, they still are alive to talk. If I had fucked the big show, I would have lived in his torso for a month. <laughs> I would have lived in him like a tauntaun. Can you give me the divas you fire, Vince? I want to perform experiments involving my dogs. Vince, hello. It's me and Gene. Have you been watching Game of Thrones? I feel that that Kyburn is a ripoff of me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how you gave me Andre the uh, the Giant's body and I returned him as the boogeyman? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, the Vicky's always like she's always had something to do with the divas. Um, Vicky Guerrero is the only one that they, would be an actual diva in that she's a bitch. Really though. Yeah. Like she's yeah, the Vicky Guerrero, like she's keeps naming tournaments after the Vicky Guerrero Invitational. Um by this point she's pretty much done with wrestling and in a hallmark of what becomes wrestling, obviously I want to tell you this if you're in your 20s, wrestling didn't always work like this where a heel would get so over that then the McMahons and Hunter would have to come in and then neuter them completely because Vicky gets so over as doing the Raw GM and doing that shit. And especially, like, her work with The Rock is so solid that they have to come in. They That Vince and Stephanie and Hunter come in and have a, a review of her and say she needs to increase her authority and then they fire her. Because, yeah. like, they neuter everybody. No one's bigger than us. Like, that's the thing. is it's that, that is very much the control. It's like... We know you guys might leave. We'll never leave. Yeah, it's one of That's, those. It's the it's, so oldest it's, promotional tactic. It's in because the book. it's it's one of. The, I'm reading the oral history of ESPN. Okay. And ESPN for the first 15 years went out of the way to make sure that no sports center commentator or anchor, um, that their names were recognizable, that they were just the guy from Sports Center, because they knew that if one of them became stars. They would have to negotiate, and it would cost them more money that they didn't want to spend. Keep in mind, ESPN is also ABC, though. Yeah, absolutely. But Vince McMahon... <laughs> That's the, how fucking cheap these companies the are. The WWE is essentially that, where they... like The thing with it is that they, they've they learned from The Rock and from Steve Austin, where it's like, they always have to go to the table with those guys and essentially give them what they want. Because the second Steve Austin just goes, fuck it, and he goes to Impact... That is a newsworthy thing. If The Rock ever really got fucked off with Vince McMahon and just showed up in a New Japan ring, they are in so much fucking trouble. Like That would be international news. Yeah. You could legitimately found a company just based off of uh, John Cena wants to go to this new company. Yeah. You could. And if you don't believe me, Hulk Hogan went to WCW and WCW beat the shit out of the WWE for three years. Yep. And... It absolutely, that is a big part of it. Yeah. It's absolutely, no one wants to believe that, but it's like, yeah, they just took their old stars and then booked them. Yeah. And people are like, and that's, like a, a new that's a bad thing. Oh, yeah. It's not like that's never been done before. Oh, wait. Wayne Gretzky went to the LA Kings. Why the fuck do you think they signed him? Because they went, well, we'll be in the news for a year because yeah. we have Wayne fucking Gretzky. John Cena goes heel and then he just shoots on a bunch of wrestlers and it makes a bunch of news and everyone, all hardcore wrestling fans watch it. And even like main John Cena opponents, you don't really need any. Like it's it's one of those things. So yeah, she they knew to her uh, her final her final appearance on wrestling is um, she is fired by she challenged to a match by Stephanie 
If she loses, she's fired. It's of course takes place in mud. And uh, she almost wins, but then Stephanie. Uh, so basically, they have three deep. Who is it? Like it was like Michelle McCool, Layla, and Alicia Fox come in, and they're supposed to push her in the pit. She dodges three of them. She goes to celebrate, and then Stephanie pushes her in the pit, getting mud on her, and she's fired. Then she gets a bit of revenge on Stephanie. Um, she, of course, comes out to Eddie's song both times, and they say that's a fitting, oh, a fitting goodbye. This fat woman's covered in mud. Goodbye. The classiest way you could exit rest. Again, never forget, job for life, by that I mean seven years. Nine years. Also, by her own account, uh, she wanted to go. She was tired of it. And she hopefully has made enough money. They're still getting probably royalties from the network. She's now in the medical field. Yeah, she's now the, she, doesn't she still work for the company as like a medical administrator or something like that? Yeah, probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not a fucking loser. <laughs> not true. Not true. Um, but I think Vicky Guerrero is interesting in that she's the last... I think she's probably the last self-made heel the Fed has had. She was that package and they and she just exploited it through a bunch of happy accidents. Yep. And away she went. Yeah, she just got good at it quickly and she stood out. You can't really be understated. She just stood out a lot more because every like someone it sounds weird but someone's only different. I mean, I mean it's super obvious. She was just different because she didn't look like every other fucking like every like I said earlier, every Lady looked exactly the same, except for Vicky. That was it. Like, Alicia Fox was a bit taller. That was, that's it. <laughs> Beth Phoenix had big arms. Alicia Fox was taller. Vicky looked so much different than every other girl. And, but also, her presentation was so much different. The idea that she had a cat, like, what female wrestler has a catchphrase? That's true. Like, you know, like. That's actually extremely true. And it's all based in some sort of reality. The old idea of her gimmick was relatively the same, but subtly evolved yep and she's doing like she she does classic heel stuff she's this is a crazy thing that i'm about to say she is the only non-wrestler um in that the fed has ever made that could turn people heel bobby heenan was not made in the fed and i would say that she did a slightly less better job than bobby heenan but only slightly less I don't think she's... I, I mean, Bobby Heenan, obviously, is a much more dynamic performer than... Yeah, because he's done it for much longer. He did it so well that his jaw fell off because well, God <laughs> needed to give other people opportunities. Well, yo, sick. But Vicky also just isn't as athletic as Heenan. She never, like, wrestled. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a lot more clunkiness there. But as far as, like, stuff the Fed did, yeah, I mean, she's... Just a bunch of happy accidents resulted in, like, a really, really good heel... Other than the only thing I would say is, and this sounds weird to say this, but you couldn't really put her with anybody who wasn't already up there because she would just dominate them and then they had no identity. Like, when Dolph Ziggler came out and they were supposed to cut that promo on Cena, it was so obvious that this is Vicky Guerrero and this is Dolph. Like, Vic- Vicky Guerrero's fuck toy gets no words. He's just there because Vicky Guerrero's the wrong gender to wrestle John Cena. Yeah. Sorry, I've been filled. Now I'm doing my talking. Yeah, exactly. Even this Big Show. My- even Big Show was like, "Oh, this is because Vicky." Like all the heat's so firmly on Vicky that it's, it's great. like it's and much it- more like she makes everyone like Heenan and Hercules. Like there was Heenan and Andre, and the heat was on Heenan and Andre jointly because Andre was such a big yes, star. Yes, but the only reason why that Andre became a heel and how quickly they were able to make him a heel, which was he's with this guy now, and everyone was like, "Oh, fuck that guy." Yeah, but. That's what I'm saying. It's like everyone else. Vicky basically got her shot with Edge, managed Edge. That was a world title program. Then had a follow up with Big Show. And then she's kind of like in this weird, murky mid card, sometimes top of the card thing because she's the GM. But mostly she's managing like Hercules, essentially. Like the Bobby Heenan managing Hercules was like, oh, Her- Hercules is here because you hate Bobby Heenan so much. Uh, that makes this guy interesting. Yeah, yeah. Ming. Like Ming, don't ever talk about Ming that way. I love Ming. I do too, but Ming is basically like, what's Ming's gimmick? Oh, he's a fucking guy with a square head. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Man, the Tongan death grip, the faces of fear. Get the fuck out of here. The barbarian. Get the fuck out of here. I'm staying here. Nope. This is my house now. I liked it when he just had an afro for the last two years of his WCW run. Great. And anytime we walked to the ring, he just went. 
Ming, we got to do a Ming episode. I love the part where he came out with the WCW Hardcore Championship, and everyone's like, "Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care." Oh my god, that guy's got the European title. Fine. Makes sense. <laughs> that means I don't have to check it at the airport anymore. Vince McMahon says thank you. Um, what's your favorite thing about Vicky? Her Guerrero, hair. I mean. Her hair. Her hair. So her hair is the most, and you you nailed it. Her hair was the most mum. Yeah. Daddy's out of the house and mom's trying to go back clubbing. Yeah. And it just completed the entire look of the entire thing. It always worked for whatever she was doing. It, absolutely her hair. It was perfect casting. It, and, and, and like her look is as an extension of that, but yeah. just fantastic. My favorite thing is the necklace that she wore for the last half of her career that just said cougar on it. I want that. <laughs> I want a necklace that says cougar. Worst thing about it, Dylan. Um, she got. She never got to work with Eddie. I think I already said that. Yeah, yeah. she never got to work with Eddie. But I mean, mine's a variation on that. But continue because it's like one of those things where it's like she would have never got into wrestling if Eddie hadn't passed away. So I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Me Kidding. Too. Me too. I finally. No, but she would have never got into wrestling if a, it wasn't for his passing. I finally have like, a shot with Vicky. Um, mine would be that they constantly referenced Eddie Guerrero's death, even though she was so much more than that. <laughs> no, yeah, plus calling her fat and the oh. fact that she competed in. Um, but it's one of those things hog pen matches a lot because she was Piggy Guerrero. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck Get in the fucking slop, you fat you. cunt. Sorry, your dad's dead or your husband's whatever. <laughs> Just get in the slop, you whore. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck Can you eat it with your hands? Is this real mud? Yeah, it's real mud. Here's the thing. Jim Cornette's right now yelling at a Blue Jay calling it Vince Russo because like, <laughs> he giving birth to a hand and never acknowledging that Vince McMahon is like, Get that fat whore off the television. Like, yeah. Plus, you're a bitch. No, it's you. Why are you looking in the mirror when you say that? Oh, you're talking about yourself. Good I point. Have no mirrors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this I is have the no rest of your. I mirrors in my house. I just know I look good. I don't have to fucking check it out. Not true. Why broadcast it to something that already knows? Not true. You look bad. I don't have any mirrors in my house because uh, I have fucking confidence, all right? No, you don't. Guys, if you are in a house and you have mirrors, break all those fucking mirrors. You don't need to fucking make sure you look good. You just know you look good. Oh, hey, hey, are you bleeding? Where? Doesn't matter. Let it bleed out. Who gives a shit? Dylan. My body will coagulate the blood. (laughs) Dylan. Okay, new best worst. Unique to Victory. Best wrestler she fucked. Worst wrestler she fucked. Best wrestler she fucked was Edge. Worst wrestler was Eric Escobar. Here's mine. Best? Oh, I mean Eddie probably. Yeah, fuck, I was gonna say Eddie. Yeah, okay, you got well, I mean I already said Edge, so you say Eddie, and then who's the worst? No, no, Eddie's the worst. <laughs> she fucked him so good he died. Best is Big Show. Jack Swagger. I, Get the swagger bomb. Jack Swagger strikes me as the kind of guy when you saw his dick, you'd be like, well, it's smaller than the I thought. The timeline almost works out that she dumped Jack Swagger, and I would love if that was the reason he became the alt-right Jack Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't want to fuck me, then get him out of here. Um, so that's uh, the Vicky Greer episode. We'll be back next week with a Patreon pick. Life is a mystery. Here's a Vicky. Thank you for listening. Then I feel my dick the slop, pig.
what? You are not the only one. It's oh, a running gag. <laughs> I've never seen John have so much fun. This is great. John, you are not the only one. <laughs> are you guys four years old laughing at all of his it jokes? Is, it is pretty funny. We, we just been... And I love Vicky. This is great. Oh. Okay, the state of Texas has told you how they feel. Explain yourself. What's going on? Give her, give, give her the floor. Give her the floor. It's live television. John, you are not the only one. Well, we just made the all-time raw highlights. This is, this is going to go on for, what, 30, 40 minutes? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Guys, guys, please. Don't do that. Don't do that again. No, please. Silence. performed by our superstars that are truly beyond words. Your only reaction can be, holy, you know what? <laughs> Jerry, that's the same reaction I had when Michael Cole cost you your WWE Championship. <laughs> you know, Vicky, that's probably the reaction that Dolph Ziggler has every time you model some new lingerie for him. You've lost weight? Look around, I think you'll find it. <laughs> the king, ladies and gentlemen, well played, sir. Try to beat you. He will beat him. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, was it because of the remark about your weight? I mean, I can't help it if you're the only diva here in the WWE whose bathtub has stretch marks. Oh, oh, hey, King, 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 wait, wait, King, 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 I got one, I got one, I got one, I got one. Vicky is so fat that she wakes up in sections. John, did you know that when God said, let there be light, he had to ask Vicky to step out of the way first? Wait, 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 wait. I got one, I got one, I got one, I got one. What, what? Vicky is so fat that her baby pictures were taken via satellite. talking like that. I, I was talking to you quite a while ago and he called Vicky a double bagger. 
That means you gotta put a bag over your head in case one of her hers breaks. <laughs> and how dare you? How dare you? First time I met you a long time ago, you were afraid of the dark. And you saw Vicky naked and you were afraid of the light. Breaking down here. You brought it on yourself. And I quote Since Vicky Guerrero is threatening that her boyfriend Dolph Ziggler will beat people up, well, let's try it in a match tonight. Dolph Ziggler versus John Cena. <laughs> Tonight! And that match will take place right now.